What's going on, man? Oh, same shit, different week. Uh, had some technical difficulties there. Had a new, got a new phone this week. Uh, didn't work out the uh, technical aspects. Realized there was no <laughs> headphone jack. Uh, yeah, so isn't that isn't that kind of dumb that people just make phones with no headphone jacks? I guess it's all about being Bluetooth now, huh? I think it is. I think, I mean, wireless is, is where everybody's going. And I mean, this isn't even the newest Samsung. I got a Samsung S20 and they're on the 20, you know, 21 or the 160th. I don't, I don't know. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, everybody's going wireless now, which is no big deal. But at the same time, I'm like, I didn't even think about it because, you know, I come from the era of, you know, cassette tape Walkman. Right. (laughs) Shoot, I was rocking my CD player for who knows how long until I think I finally got like an iPod. But when I was a kid, but I got an iPod when it was like seven years like after they showed up. So when I'm getting this stuff as a kid, I'm like, hey, look, check out my iPod Touch, and everyone's getting their iPhones and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, well, hey, it's so cool to me. Yeah. Well, you know. As I've said before, first world problems. But you know, of course, I, of course, I have first world problems. I live in a first world country. If I yeah. lived in a third world country, I'd have third world problems. So, right. but you know, I, I, a lot of it, I think, is just more like we're used to certain things. Like I'm used to a, a headphone jack, so when I try to go like wireless with everything, I'm just, I'm just confused. Or you always have to rely on your wireless device to be charged all the time. Oh, I know. I. I that, and that's definitely a thing because I use my phone quite a bit for work. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actually a, a, a proprietary app that we have to check in on all the work orders and, and do all that stuff. And, uh, and so it's, I had with the day it broke, my old phone broke. Um, the, uh, I, I got a hold of my fiance and I was like, Hey, I have to go get a new phone now. Like mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> because like, because yeah. I have I, I have no choice because I have to work. Um, I just wish they they would compensate me for for having to use my phone all the damn time. But you know that's a whole different. Yeah, whole but y'all, but the company so, you, the company you work for is starting to like grow. So I'm sure over time that a company phone is probably going to be something on the list. Probably, especially considering uh, I'll be moving into management hopefully soon. I mean, we're waiting on one signature to expand in on the west side of the country with what I do. I mean, as I've said before in in, in previous episodes, I I'm, I'm sure it wouldn't take too much research to figure out what company I worked for, but I won't be naming the company. I won't. And, you know, <laughs> um, right. But it, it's a global company, and and we're we're looking at moving into the west coast and. Uh, for the contract, and this is just one contract that we have that we're moving into the West Coast to take care of, and um, so we're we're looking at that. We're waiting on one signature. Once that signature comes down, I'm basically going to be pulled off of the driving driving your truck, and I'll be pulled into the office, and I'll be running the local uh, local Seattle area contracts. Nice. Um, yeah, no, it'll be great. It's a great opportunity. Um, I told them I would have no problem doing it as long as I stayed on the same shift, which is 5 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. because traffic here, you know, sucks about as much as it does over there. Oh, it's true. Um, like I told you, I went this morning to my parents to go pick up a lawnmower. It took 45 minutes to get there, two and a half hours plus 
to get back. I'm thinking I'm going to have like a good hour and a half, two hours to cut the grass before we start. No, I got home about 10 minutes before we needed to start. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, I left I left my house at 8 o'clock this How morning. How far away is it? From where they are, it's only about 20-some miles. It's not far. It's because, it's because I-95 has always got um, – construction and it's like the main the main highway to go south so everybody and their mom who's leaving for father's day this weekend by the way happy father's day and happy Thanks father's day to all of you all of you fathers everybody and, and moms and all that who's doing it themselves maybe but happy father's day to everybody but you know everybody's in their mom they're traveling out of town they're trying to go to the you know go camping go fishing go on the boat but what sucks is that now it's going to rain for the next three days so have fun with that. Yeah. yeah. So, but here, here I am sitting in my uh, soon-to-be man cave slash garage, recording on this app in a busted-ass Google Pixel phone, which I need to replace at some point myself, using a like, microphone. So, how 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 was your week this week, there, bud? <laughs> uh, my week was it was hectic. Um, I started some. You know, last week we or a couple of weeks ago we talked about self care and stuff like that. And you know, mm-hmm. part of self care, we 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 kind of touched on a little bit. You know, part of self care is is not just the the de stressing and stuff like that. It's also taking care of your body and taking care of your mind. And you know, that's really what we focus on in this podcast. And you know, part of taking care of your mental well being is taking care of your body and feeling good about your body. You know, I've. Yeah. Being six foot four, two hundred eighty pounds, I'm you know I'm not a small man, and my joints are starting to break down. And I'm I'm not old by any stretch of the imagination, but I beat that crap out of myself over the years. And um, so I actually started going to see a chiropractor this week, and um, he uh, he cracked me like a glow stick, as I as I said last <laughs> night during our group self care se- session. Oh, man. And, uh, and Oh man, it was, uh, I feel great. I do. I feel, you know, I, I looking at the x-rays and stuff like that. I, I mentioned last night to you that, you know, there's, there's your spine is supposed to have a natural curve to it. Um, my neck doesn't, it's mm. straight line. Um, so you know, getting that fixed and, you know, it, it feels good to actually be able to focus on it. I also, I haven't had a primary care provider as far as a medical doctor in, well over a decade um i don't really go oh, to see a doctor oh you mean that's a thing is that something we're supposed yeah yeah <laughs> apparently apparently that's a normal thing you're supposed to have one um but so i haven't had one in well over a decade and uh but i have my first doctor's appointment for just a quick you know i say quick but just for a little physical kind of talk to them about what what my concerns are and stuff like that i have that appointment next week which so um, you know, I, as I said before, I'm a smoker. Um, I drink, uh, I don't drink heavily, but I drink, I, I can't remember the last time I was, I was hammered drunk. Um, I know when the next time probably will be, which will be right before, you know, my wedding, um, yeah. <laughs> a couple of days for those who <laughs> think I'm not trying to do it, you know, that day, but, um, <clears throat> but I, uh, I, I, I don't get to, but you know, I'm not in the best of health. I'm not in, in the worst shape, but I'm definitely not in the best shape of my life. Um, I feel good. Um, I've, I, it took a long time, which we're going to actually touch a little bit on this uh, today. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it took me a while to accept the fact that I'm just a large guy. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I kept trying to keep my weight right around 245 to 255, and that was pretty much impossible for me at my age. My metabolism had slowed down to a crawl. Um, it was, you know, I, I don't... I'm not in the I'm not I'm not in the best of shape, but it took me a long time to actually feel good about. And this is something that men don't talk about either. And maybe this is something that you know we could talk about at some point. But men don't don't admit to not being happy with their body image very often. Right, 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 right. Oh, I can I can confess to that because shit, I I stepped on the scale for the first time the other day and let me tell you your boy was not happy with what he saw <laughs> I went from, dude I mean I went from I went from playing you know sports every other day to uh, coaching baseball playing flag football playing baseball playing softball playing hockey working out you know and then uh, I don't know what happened I could probably probably find the around the time of when I decided to not give a shit anymore which was probably around the time of when i got engaged <laughs> but um and covid hit and i'm but i'm slowly starting to to pick all that back up and that's uh, i've i've made you know a conscious effort now to make sure that uh i get back to doing workouts whether it's doing like push-ups and stuff every day you know getting some weight bags um i got a punching bag at my parents house that i need to go get and set up and stuff like that but you know who are you telling i mean shit yeah, i ain't anywhere uh, close to what i used to be no and but also you know we have to we have to understand that's all right i mean we're not going to i'm not gonna i'm never gonna be that you know, in the same shape that I was when I was, you know, 20 years old, 21 years old, it'll never, I mean, I'm not going to be, I'll never be in the same shape as I was when I was 30 no. years old. Um, no. And, and that's something that I think, and a lot of people focus on, and please understand if this comes out wrong, I don't mean anything negative by it, but a lot of people are, are you know, talk about, you know, the unfair expectations of a woman's body image well nobody ever says anything about the unfair expectations of, of a man's body image you know mm -hmm. it, it we, we don't we don't talk about that we don't you know be, we're surrounded just like women we're surrounded by by you know these commercials with men with you know 12 packs and the only 12 pack i buy is in cans and, <laughs> <laughs> it's like look i don't want to i don't want to look at the bowflex commercial of the guy that's got the 12 pack don't show me the bowflex commercial of the guy that's got the keg that gets to the 12 pack let me exactly. let show, show, me, me show me the commercial of the guy that is winded after five reps okay because that's me <laughs> like i don't want to i don't need to see athletes on the tv telling me how to work out show me the guy who who is the average show that you know got to that point working out like let's i want to i want to see that guy i want to see the before and afters yeah yeah and that's you know that's something you know that that'll be a great topic for and i think you know that'll be a great topic here pretty soon it being summer and everybody always talking about oh it's my i need to get my beach body and all that stuff i please i have no problem taking my shirt off at a beach you want to you, you get an eyeful baby because i mean this, <laughs> <laughs> i mean but it but it takes it it really takes that i don't give a shit attitude for right. you to get to Right. You know, I, I, I'll be the first to admit. I used to go to the beach and wear a t-shirt or a tank top or something like that because, yeah, I got, I got some put. I got a six pack. There's just some insulation over it. 
but no, I, you know, we, we, we are also inundated with, um, with unfair body image expectations. We are, I mean, not to the extent of women, because honestly, that's how women are marketed anymore. And, you know, there's some, there's some good things coming out and there's some things that, you know, I don't necessarily agree with coming out, but that's, you know, that is what it is. But um, there are some strides being made with the, with the advertisements and, and with the marketing toward women that I think are, are a positive, positive thing. Well, I mean, let's not, let, lest we forget, because this is, yes, we've said this before, this podcast is for everybody, but lest we forget that this is a men's podcast, you know, don't forget about us dudes, too. I mean, we yeah, are, there's there's been a movement for the last about 10 years that I can think of of dad bod well you know my dad bod my dad bod game is strong all right <laughs> so but um how uh, i i kind of got off on a tangent there but my week was good i mean it was it was pretty standard pretty busy um you know i i we have a uh i got the new route for because we have three routes right now and we start a fourth route on monday um got that r- routed and, and got the personnel in, got them trained. Um, I'm doing, you know, drive tests for these guys and, and, uh, and it's, it, it's been good. It's been a good busy week. How about you? How was your week? Um, week's not bad. You know, we're, we're still looking to try to hire somebody at work, but, uh, we've, you know, we've been, we've just been moving along. And like I said, we, uh, or today I went up to go to my parents, go get a lawnmower and, you know, we moved what is about, coming about a month and a half, maybe a month now, you know, we moved into this house. So they did grass seed and everything. So I've been waiting for the grass to grow. And I'm thinking this weekend, like, yeah, I'm finally going to cut the grass and the rain comes. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll have to do it after work one day, which will suck, but it is what it is. Uh, other than that, I mean, it was good. You were talking about going to the chiropractor. Uh, wife and I, we had our, uh, finally had our anniversary massages last Saturday, which was amazing. And you were talking about how like, uh, like you're getting cracked like a glow stick. The the woman, this poor poor woman. I, I feel so bad. <laughs> she was she was working on on this back part of my shoulders, and my shoulders are both my shoulders are really messed up from like playing football and uh, baseball, especially my right one. But she was working on she was working on my shoulders, and you hear this. And I'm, and she goes, oh, I'm not used to uh, hearing audible cracking and popping from somebody's back. And I was like, yeah, that's probably not going to be the last time that happens. This is my first massage ever. So she starts working on my shoulder, my right shoulder, which is all kinds of jacked out. And she goes, uh, your your body is very very angry with you. And I'm like, shit, who are you telling? <laughs> But like we we felt amazing afterwards. A little sore the next day because again that's like the first time that we had a massage. Like she's working out kinks in my hamstring that have been pulled for like for a decade. So like it was great. And then um, uh, I had some we had some friends and my parents come over last weekend, which was good. And then uh, really nothing this week actually. Uh, wife is out running errands um, right now, and I believe I believe. Don't don't quote me on this, but I believe she picked up some panda for lunch, so I'll be enjoying that. After. Panda, 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 panda. panda. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, everything's good, man. After that, uh, and uh, you know, looking forward to the to the week, and you know, 
just staying busy at work and I, it, it helps a lot, you know, with when you, when things are good at work is my boss and I are both going through something at work, uh, but going through as in like, we're, we're attacking it together. So like, we're kind of working on it the, together with something that's going on within up the ladder and, you know, just, just, just work political bullshit. So we're just, we're working together, you know, to, to try to set things right. But um, I do, the one thing I would do want to, bring up and i shared this with you is that lately we have been getting responses and testimonies from a lot of people i would say a lot a good handful of people i think i've probably had like seven or eight total hey, it's, it's a lot to us it's a lot to us saying that we've only put out three going on four episodes so we've had like seven testimonies and um thank you all for those that send those in because some like you, you guys are freaking like, you're like pouring out your fucking hearts to us when, uh, when you do this. Cause we're just, you know, we just want to do like a, um, which one we'll call it. We just want to do a, like, Hey, like we're really enjoying your podcast. Like that's awesome. Um, but you guys are really just kind of going above and beyond with everything. So I kind of, and I got, I got permission, uh, for for this so i you know that way we're not upsetting anybody oh dan you cut out technical difficulties possibly can you hear me i can hear you now now you can hear me now I don't know what's going on with this damn thing. So anyway, we're, um, my buddy Chris reached out, and I got permission to talk about this from him. Um, he reached out, and he was like, hey, you know, I've been listening to your podcast. Awesome stuff. I hope you and Brady keep it up. You guys have already touched on this a few times, but I would love to hear if you guys could talk more on toxic masculinity. As a small dude, I grew up with a very low self-esteem and was often bullied because I don't meet the criteria of what society deems as a manly man. And it wasn't until I met my wife that I really started to shed some of those self-notions and destructive traits. My man, that that is the sole object of this entire podcast. Like, if they, like that man... And he hit that he hit that shit right on the fucking head. I mean, and that's it. I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to that because I mean, even and on the opposite side of the spectrum, I'm not a small man. Mm-hmm. I, but at the same time, there are expectations about men my size as well that I've never been able to live up to. And honestly, I've I, I don't know if I, I want to say I've touched on this a little bit. I was a very emotional, sensitive child. I was, you know, most school dances would end with me in a dark corner crying. Um, I mean, and that's not an exaggeration. It's, you know, and, and I always went because I wanted to be social and I wanted to be accepted into, into the group. But, you know, it was it, it was it, it was very damaging, to be honest with you. And so I I don't want to get too deep into it or off on too too far of a tangent. First of all, let me just say, Chris, thank you so very much for sharing mm-hmm. that. That was that is that is that is the reason that we do this and everybody else that is, that has, has come with us and, and, and uh, on this journey and shared what, what they've been through and, and, and shared with us the topics that you would like to hear us, hear us talk about, because right. that's something that we need that we, I mean, we're going to run out of ideas. We're human. <laughs> yep. But we're also not, at, the same, at the same time, we want to know what you, what you want to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And so, 
I really am looking forward, and that's gonna be that's probably gonna be a solid two three week prep for me. Oh yeah. So. Oh, the toxic yeah. masculinity episode because we've t- we've touched on it before as far as you know the topics that we want to talk about that, that mm-hmm. we want to do a show about toxic mas- masculinity has come up numerous times and I'm oh, yeah. seriously looking forward to it I'm absolutely 100% on board with talking about that but that is going to be a, a deep and heavy that might that may end up being split into two episodes because that's going to be a heavy deep conversation because oh, there yeah. are as as I touched on it a little, just a little bit ago, you know there are some unfair practices, unfair expectations of men, but also there's a lot of mis mis uh, guided information. There we go, misguided information about what a man should should be. Mm-hmm. So I'm really thank you, Chris. Again, I'm really looking forward to to, to talking about that and. And honestly, those of you that share, we are we are going to be looking at getting some guest speakers on. So if you are interested, if you would like to share your story with the with with the the group that we have listening yeah. to us and anybody that may start listening to us in the future, please feel free to reach out. If there's a topic that is that is near and dear to your heart, please reach out. We would love to talk to you. And even if you don't want, even if you're not overly comfortable with speaking on a podcast with us, well, um, you know, if you would like us to share a story of yours, please. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and like we, pretty soon, pretty soon like, we should probably do that. Yeah. And like I said before, if you, if any of y'all go into the drop, there is a tab when, if you go to our page and you follow, you know, I, and, and it's free, like the anchored page, you can sign up online. It's free. You just, you know, username, whatever, and you can follow us and you can also follow other, other podcasters so out there on the app. Um, if you follow us, there's a tab that will allow you to either do a voice recorded message or you can type in a message and we'll be able to see it. And we can and we can actually either implement the voice memo into the episode after editing or we could just read it off and answer questions. Um, you know, we're talking about the stuff, you know, the toxic masculinity for another episode. But if you think I guess today we're we are going to kind of touch on that in a way because we're well, talking about in a way, yeah, and we're talking about self, um, you know, self expectations and yes. the things that we put on ourselves and what kind of life puts on you as as a person and whatever your status may be if you you know single maybe you're married maybe you're a single parent um, you the world puts expectations on you in that in that realm and you know that's i guess that's what today is really going to be about right well yeah for the most part i mean there are we've we've touched a little bit here and there on on various external stressors and external expectations um today uh as i as i put down on the post you know we today is going to be a little bit more about um what those stressors have how those stressors have attributed to the the self-imposed expectations you know those things that you know okay well society expects me to be this so that's that's an external stressor but not only does society i've also been programmed and expected to be this by myself this is something that i've done to myself now now we are going to talk on talk a little bit today about you know some of the negative aspects of of self-imposed stressors and self-imposed expectations but also i i think we need to talk about the positives 
that come with it as well. You know, they're, um, as I said in, uh, on the, on the quick description I did, um, a couple of weeks ago now, which thank you everybody for being patient on with that. I mean, mm-hmm. this does, I mean, not to put too fine of a point on it, this podcast does take it out of us. It does. Yeah, uh, yeah it does. It, but, but also, you know, the, just like you, we this isn't this isn't something we do for a living. This isn't something we do. Also, have you know these these external stressors and external you know commitments that we need to take care of. So I do want to thank you very much for being patient with us and getting this episode out. Um, but today is going to be a, a lot of you know those internal struggles struggles that that we put upon ourselves. You know. Um, one, one thing that really resonated with me during, because you know me, I do a little bit of research at least for, for each episode. And, you know, it, it was, um, you know, it's a high achievement versus professional perfectionism. You know, that's, that's a big thing, especially, you know, especially when society expects the, expects the man to be the breadwinner. It does. I mean, I don't care if you want to talk talk about that as toxic masculinity. I don't care if you want to talk about that as unfair. That's just a fact. Yeah. I mean, no, yeah. I, I agree. And when you talk about like men being the breadwinner, I'll be the first to admit my wife, uh, she is smart as shit and it paid off when she went to college and where she's at now at her job, it's pays off because she makes good money and she makes a lot more money than I uh, have ever made in any profession whatsoever. Um, and I have no issue with that whatsoever because she has earned that. She deserves that. She's put the work in. She earns it. So I, I don't have an issue with that. Um, but, I early guarantee, on, I you, but I guarantee you from the outside looking in without without anybody really knowing the finer details of you and, and your wife's lives and who you are and what you do, they would automatically expect that from you. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. They would, they would, they would think that that's not okay. But look, you know, the world changes, man. Like we're not, <laughs> we're, you know, they say women live longer than men and they, they probably do for a reason because of the things that we put ourselves through. And some of that, like you said, is, is, failing to live up to expectations and whether it's outside expectations or expectations you put on yourself, um, that the negative aspect of, of that, it takes a toll on you. You know, it, it ages you on the inside. It hurts a little bit and it can kind of turn you, uh, it can kind of turn your heart into leather a little bit where you just kind of harden up and you just kind of check out. But I think, the, one of the main purposes of why we picked this is to kind of let you let y'all know, like, if you don't know how to change a tire, dude, it's fine. Like, it's not a big deal. And you and people are going to maybe look at as a, you may be less of a man. But listen, you may not know how to change a tire, but you may be able to, to code and program your own stuff that I would never be able to do. And to you, you're the smartest person I've ever met in my life. You know, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I mean, and that's, you know, and that, but not even, but, and that's something that, that is, that is very, very true. I mean, you know, back in the day, I mean, I've seen this, uh, I mean, I've seen this meme on, on Facebook all the time. Um, I, uh, you know, the, for those of you that think, you know, this generation is smarter, you know, back in the day, the, the 
car manuals used to, to tell you how to change spark plugs and you know how to tune your car and stuff like that <laughs> now it tells you not to, not to drink the you know radiator fluid um, so, <laughs> it, it, yeah, but that's not a testament to how stupid people have gotten. That's a testament to how complicated things have gotten. I mean, yeah. I'll I'll be the first to admit I'm guilty. I am heavily guilty because at 40 years old, I I do remember growing up in the in the age before you know all this uh, before information at your fingertips. You know, you had to have this knowledge in your head in order to be prepared for anything. Yeah, what people, what what the older generation, including myself, um, what the older generation needs to remember is, you know, we have this information at our fingertips now. Mm -hmm. How to change a tire, and your tire goes flat. You could look that up on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. That's you couldn't do that back then. Yeah, it used to be. It was trial. It was trial by fire. You you just kind of, kind of wung it if you didn't know what you were doing you figured it out and then if you really didn't know what you were doing you you know hopefully you wave somebody down and they can help you out but and that's and that's something that they forget too is you know back in the day it was you know if you didn't know how to do it there was somebody there that did there mm -hmm. was something like you could get a hold of somebody now granted not from the side of the road but that was another thing too is you know, and that's, I think this is a great, this would be a great topic for a future conversation too, is community was more intact. Oh yeah. Back yeah. then. I mean, people, I can't count how many times and I'm guilty of it too. People driving, just flying by people, not even giving them the second look on the, on the side of a road. Yeah. Oh, yeah absolutely. They obviously need help. Now granted, usually I'm in a time constraint because that's usually what I see to and from work. But at the same time, that's an excuse too. I mean, mm -hmm. I have, I've been known to throw my car in park at a red light and get somebody pushed off the road whose yeah. car broke. I've been known to do that. You know, I've been known to stop. And this is Seattle. People don't do this very often. I will stop to let somebody, you know, an, uh, an aged gentleman or young woman to cross the road mm -hmm. because it might be taking them a little longer and I'll have people behind me honking and, and, you know, keeping up foreign communications and um, stuff like that. But it's, you know, I, I would really like to talk about that in a future episode where community has really, rather than, rather than, you know, grown up, it's grown out and mm -hmm. don't care about each other anymore. But, but I, I, I digress. I mean, no, but, but, but listen, but that, that circles back to also what we're, what we're talking about today, because you talking about, you know, the strength of a community, when you break that and people kind of just start thinking on their own or they become selfish, they, they look at you a different way. They judge you a different way and they base their own expectations on you as a person. Right. And that's, that's not how, that's not fair. Like when you go through life, that's, it is what it is, but it's not a fair assessment of somebody and who they are as a person. Yes. Yeah. So, so like, um, okay. So I, I have a, one question for you. So th today what we're talking about is the stressors and, and the expectations and, and, you know, how we deal with, you know, not meeting those expectations and stuff like that. You know, how, how, what, how that affects us, mm -hmm. you know, what, what do you think, is the biggest expectation slash stressor that you put upon yourself, Dan? Oh, yikes. Um, it's hard. It's a hard yeah. thing to think about. Number one, it's a hard thing to think about. Number two, it's hard to identify just one. 
I see. And that's what I was going to say. It's kind of hard to identify as just one because like I said, this, the situation changes, whether if you're married, if you're single or if you're single and have kids, if you're married and have kids, all those expectations and stressors, I think are, are different, but I would honestly say just, I would honestly say maybe just living up to the expectation of just being, being a, a good husband would be in that. And honestly, that's, you know, okay, that might so be- what are those, what are those expectations? Give me, give uh, me an example, Dan. Okay, so like I said, that, or like I said, you're living up to the expectation of being a good husband. And honestly, you know, obviously that's a, such a general statement, but there's, there's branches that come off of that, right? So that would be uh, make you know provide for your family, taking care of stuff around the house. Um, you know, you are kind of ex- I would say you are expected to be able to fix things, and sometimes you if you can't, you got to call call for help. And sometimes calling for help can make you as a person feel less as a as a as a man, and you have these anxieties that are attached to that and then which feeds to another thing um i would also say maybe not a parent yet but you know one day um that would be the expectations or the stressors of just being a good a good you know being a good parent being a good father as well as still being a a good husband because as you know um being being a father and from what I've, you know, and what I hear from other, other, some of our other friends who are parents is that, you know, kids themselves can be a stressor, even though, yes, they're, they're a joy in life and, and you, you know, you love your kid. It can be a stressor in a certain way where it, it can put stress on a relationship between you and your other half. So you have to be able to, I would say we work together as a team to get through those little moments because you're not going to agree on everything. You're, you, you're not going to agree on how to handle a situation with your kid, you know, and if you, and if you guys do every time, then God bless you, your fucking parents of the year. But I have never met a family that has been able to agree on anything at the same time. Um, I would say one of the other expectations stresses for me that I have, this is more so for me because, uh, growing up in the household that I grew up, um, I, I don't, I don't mean, I don't mean this as, as taking a shot towards anybody. Um, I saw the way that who my, I saw the way that my, who my father and how he was as a person in a family and how he was as a family wasn't, I wouldn't say was very, a strong father, fatherly aspect. I don't really know how you put that. It, it lacked in certain areas, um, but as a person himself, he he worked hard. He was good at, at what he does. He does hardwood floors. He's good with things. Good at um, he's good at problem solving things like that. So when you grow up, and you know my old brother, he was the same way too. Um, when you grow up and you witness that as a as a young man you kind of want to take some of those aspects on right um there was part of that though that of the other aspect of that was i didn't want uh, i didn't want to be the kind of person who i didn't want to be the kind of person that he was when it came to a family and yeah. things have changed and for the better. It's not an easy thing to say, uh, obviously. I mean, just judging from the way you approach that. I mean, but, but this is that, that's this podcast, Dan, be honest. I mean, it may be, it may be hard to say, but let's do this. Yeah. So thing, things have changed um, for the better. And, 
you can see now where now that, you know, I've met my wife and, you know, very, very close to our, to, to my parents now where you see that change and you see more of the, the father side of him come out. Cause you know, I saw this, there was this quote where it says um, anybody can be, it was like, anybody can be a dad, but not everybody can be a father. And kind of like he was bad but he wasn't really always like a father so now growing you know as i got older and you know i'm married now and like i said we have this relationship with my parents, he is definitely flipped a script and changed a lot i would say and i growing up seeing the way that he was with our family and how he treated it acted towards my brother and I growing up, I made a the conscious effort that I don't want to be like that. So one of those things is now with, you know, working on a family being married is I don't, I, I think more about, am I going to end up being like that? Because that's not who I want to be because that's not going to work. Right. And there's times where maybe something doesn't go the way that I want it to, or maybe I can't figure something out. And all I do is think about, you know, am I less of a person now because I couldn't figure out how to fix this? Am I, you know what I mean? And it's, sure. sorry, that's, that's a little, it's, 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 I told you, man, this, this was going to be, this was, this one was going to be a little rough, but it's just one of those, you know, it's just, it's, like I said, there's expectations, but what, what I figured out is, sometimes we set expectations for us like ourselves and when we don't reach those expectations that we set for ourselves we feel terrible about who we are as a person right as a man as a woman as a father oh, as a husband as I'm a wife more, i'm more than <laughs> of, of just beating the crap out of myself i mean i punish myself more than anybody else around me yeah it's yeah. like going 10 around it's like going 10 rounds with mike tyson sometimes right you're just wailing on yourself but what I what I realize is that sometimes the expectations that we set for ourselves will miss those because they're not the expectations that we were meant to reach. And that I think there's a big difference between the expectations we set for ourselves and the expectations that we were actually meant to succeed, to, to excel at. And that's the hard part I think about doing this whole life thing is because you don't know the answer to them. It's like you don't know when that's going to happen. You don't know what you're actually going to reach as an expectation or what you're not going to reach as an expectation. But, you know, just because you fail at an expectation or you don't reach that goal that you set for yourself, that doesn't discredit you from being anything. It doesn't discredit you as being a parent. It doesn't discredit you as being a wife, a husband, a father, a son, um, a, man, you know, a, woman. a man, a woman. Like, it, that doesn't discredit you. Like, you're not disqualified from life. You're not disqualified from from love and you're not disqualified from elevating your life. And you're not, and you're not disqualified from that situation that you may have fallen short. I mean, exactly. And, and like, you that, just because you fell short doesn't mean you can't, you can't exceed or at least meet those expectations at some point. Right. And like you said, the, the world is at your fingertips, literally in a box and it takes three seconds to, to pull something up. Right. So you were talking about before, figuring things out you know through google shit i learned how to change my oil by watching a youtube video and i only did that because the first time that i ever did it as a kid i royally royally screwed up big time and i'll tell you what that was that was a beating for the ages i'll tell you that but (laughs) i mean you say as a kid but i mean i i mean this happened you know less than less than seven years ago i was changing oil in my vehicle 
And I didn't even think, I mean, I, I was in a, yeah, I was in a, in a rush and stuff like that. And this isn't the first time I've changed my own oil. I've changed my own oil for years. I popped open the, the transmission drain plug. That's exactly what happened to me. I yeah. accidentally popped open the transmission plug and I went, that's not, that's not right. And by the time I yeah, figured it out, it was too late. You noticed it. I didn't. I mean, my yeah. transmission was so dark that I, it didn't even occur to me that it was transmission fluid. Okay. And when I checked the oil level, it still said full. I, I thought maybe there was something wrong with the dipstick. And I, and, I, and I proceeded to fill the engine with double the amount of oil it needs. Oh, that's terrible. And yeah, and then my and then of course with the transmission it wouldn't shift, and I and I was I mean it took me a solid hour to figure out where I went wrong. Oh my god! I was halfway down the road before I looked behind me, and and I had a smoke screen like those old video games, <laughs> because I, I I was extremely lucky that I didn't blow every seal in my engine. Right. Uh, but, it. but I guess to go back, to circle back yeah, to you. Go ahead. To you your original question is uh yeah i mean it's it's more so just i think living up also to expectations of kind of what other people set for you because in a way you know in a way we really shouldn't give a shit about what other people think about us but we're going to so i i care about how my family you know portrays me i care about how my wife's family portrays me like the their weight of of how of her brother and her father how they see me carries a lot for me like there i'm i'm i would say i'm fairly close with her brother like you know we talk all the time we'll hang out um her dad and i you know we talk um there's times where I think he doesn't like me, but then she reminds me that he, that's just how he is. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Cause he's apparently like, you know, he's like that with everybody, but he's a good dude. Like he's a guy that you want to know and definitely that you want on your side. Cause he's also the kind of guy that would help you in a pinch. Right. But uh, what they're, how they think of me holds a lot of weight and that's additional stress too, because I want to make sure that I'm doing the best of my abilities to live up to their expectations as long as my expectations and as well, as well as my wife's expectations. And sure. I tell you what, man, when you, you about who you are as a person, when you sit in two and a half hours of traffic every day coming home from work and you get your mind rolling and you start thinking about things and you kind of learn about like the stuff that you should just let go and not worry about because you can't control some of the, you can't control the uncontrollable, right? Sometimes shit's just going to happen. You can't do anything about it. Case in point today, I thought I was going to have time to mow the lawn, didn't ran into traffic, going to rain, can't control any of that, right? But there's no reason yeah. for me to fret about it. I'll cut the grass when I get to it. But the things that you can control, like the little stuff is, which I feel like you know, I started off doing really well and I may, I've slacked at times too. And that kind of makes me feel like shit because I should definitely do a little bit more. And my wife does a lot around the house, but you know, I tried to, you know, I, I honestly do try to do stuff where, you know, I'll put dishes away. I'll try to sweep, I'll try to vacuum, I'll do laundry. And sometimes it slips my mind, but it's not that, it's not that I don't want to do it. It's sometimes there's just, I have so much, so much shit going on inside or in my head that nothing, nothing to me, like, it's not that it doesn't matter. It's just at that moment, like I could care less. And I know that that's not a, it's not fair and there has to be some kind of balance, but you know, sometimes like you said, 
you got to take care of yourself and whatever you got going on at work, that stuff can come, uh, you know, compounds down, whatever you got going on with your friends, that stuff compounds down, whatever you got going on outside of work, personal life that compounds down. And eventually, you know, all you're doing is just burying and burying and burying and burying and burying it. And it gets to the point where you're 32 years old and you're digging up 12 year old problems. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I mean, I think we're all guilty of that. I think that's what I think that, and, and I think that that really is one of the focuses of this conversation is, you know, those internal stressors, that's not just, you know, the daily stressors that come into our lives. This is stuff that, you know, we've, we've stuffed deep down and we're like, you know, I'll deal with that later. Well, later turned into 15 years later mm-hmm. and, you know, and all of a sudden it's popping back up. Like for me, um, one of the biggest stressors that I go through. All right. And I, I, I meant to, I meant to circle back and I wanted to ask you the same question. So I'm asking you the same question. <laughs> well, one of the biggest ones and, and you, you hit it. I mean, you can't, it, it, the heart, one of the hardest things is, is to, to pick just one. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, and there's, you, you know, and I'm not saying that with this statement that my stressors are, are more, but they're different mm-hmm. as a, I mean, I mean, you, you talk about, you know, we shouldn't worry about uh, what other people think of us and, and we shouldn't, but there are those people in our lives that we should. I mean, it's, it's, it's a positive thing to worry about what they think of us because, mm-hmm. you know, there are expectations that are and reasonable expectations that be people within our lives have with us, which we internalize, which we take upon ourselves to say, okay, I need to do this. I have this expectation. And one of the biggest things with me is being a father. You know, I, you, you mentioned that, you know, growing up, it's, it's a different thing now, but growing up, your, your dad was, was not as much of a father as a dad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that's, and, and you know, that's, I, I, I don't know that experience because I, I grew up with my stepfather. He wasn't your, you know, your typical man's man, that, that whole myth. Um, he wasn't an outdoorsman. He wasn't, you know, he, he didn't go in and, 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 you know, work on cars. He did. He wasn't, he, he wasn't one of those things, but I'm telling you, you know, when it came to, uh, he was an extremely, um, intelligent man that if you had a problem, it's not, it's not that he would fix it. He would talk it out with you. And he had, and, 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 you know, he would have no problem. He was, he was definitely, I think, you know, people talk about IQ, EQ, IQ is intelligence quotient, EQ is emotional quotient. Um, you know, he was very in tune with the, with the EQ. He could definitely, you know, help in any situation, talk you through it. Um, little, little known fact about me when I was, you know, when I was a, a kid, I had night terrors. And um, if, for those of you who don't know what night terrors are, they're exactly what they sound like. They are horrific nightmares that um, just that haunt you. And they're generally they're reoccurring. Um, I used to sleepwalk and hallucinate in mine. Um, and it, they were terrifying, but it got to a point where I could I could have some modicum, modicum of control and it was because of him. But but that but what it comes down to is one of the biggest stressors that I put upon myself is to be a good father. Now, do do me a favor. Try to define be be a good father. Try to define that. 
try to define be a good father to me okay okay let me this is this is my just my opinion my assumption right sure being being a good father isn't necessarily always being right it's also understanding that sometimes that you're going to be wrong when it comes to certain situations with your kid but i think the most important part and for me that's or i think i've said this before for the most the most important part is acknowledging and understanding and accepting that uh, again like you're not always going to be right you're not always going to be wrong but understanding that other people that your children will have different opinions and that you should not judge them for other opinions whether those whatever those opinions may be it's also understanding that your children will not succeed at certain things and that you should not hold that against them that you should work with them on something that maybe they don't understand. It's not a negative. If they don't understand something, that's not a negative aspect of who you are as a parent. That's just, they don't under, they haven't learned that. So work together to learn that. I think being a father is just, is it's, it's a, it's unconditional love and it's making sure that you are there when they need you to be the most. So when they're going through something, when they need their, when they need you to be there, you be there for them. It's making sure that you can provide for them and make their life better than maybe than better than what you had. And, and that may be, a, it may take time. It may, it may take time, you know, to get there, but making sure that, you know, they're safe, they're protected, they're loved, they're understood. And I think, I think that's maybe the main part of it. Well, see, and, and please, uh, and you know, this podcast is, is a safe place and this is probably going to be one of the only times that I ever, I ever use this quantifier, but, uh, and take no offense to this dance spoken like somebody that doesn't have kids. Yep. I mean, truly, and, yep. this, this, <laughs> I don't mean anything, and I don't mean anything negative about that, but, and, and that was, that's a great definition. Um, a lot of that comes from anecdotes from mm-hmm. throughout your life. And that's, and that's the whole thing. Like your, your idea of a good father is different than my idea of a good father. And yeah. It's different than my dad's idea of a good father. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, it's, I, I have no problem saying this, you know, uh, I've mentioned this before. My, my dad's dad, um, he's, he's dying and, mm-hmm. You know, he, he and I never really had much of a relationship. My, my grandfather on, on my dad's side, he, he didn't really have much of a relationship with anybody, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, he, he, my dad remembers the times that were good with him when they were, when he was a kid, but I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. So I have no bearing whatsoever on how to be a good father from my grandfather. I have, I have uh, uh, quite a, a good understanding of what it means to my dad to be a good dad. I have a pretty good understanding of what it meant to my stepfather, but God rest him. I mean, he passed away years ago and, and you know, not a day goes by that I don't miss him and, mm-hmm. and not a, not a problem comes up that I don't wish I could talk to him one more right. time to help me through this. But that's, that's, you know, I know his idea of, a, of who a good father is. I'll be honest with you. Every day, my idea of what a good father is changes. How do I do that? And that's the biggest stressor in my life. You know, money will come and go. That's just one of those things. You know, I'm stressed out all the time about, you know, about money. So be it. Um, But, you know, and, and, but I'll tell you one thing, you know, to me, being a good father, my kids are clothed, fed, happy. You know, they have a roof over their head. You know, that's, 
that's being that to me that's that's a big aspect of being a good dad but i struggle i struggle to be a good father especially to now to those of you that don't know my son is my is is technically my stepson and that's the that's that's a very difficult thing for me because i had such a wonderful stepfather i mean i'm telling you this man was amazing if I am, if I end up half the man that he is, I will have succeeded. And I'm terrified every day and stressed out every day about how my son looks at me. I see, and I that that was that's one of the things that I think even not having kids that, that stresses me the fuck out. So I can't imagine how, how you handle that because if it was me, I would be drinking a bottle of bourbon every day. <laughs> no, but it, if it, you know, it's definitely, and, and it's definitely you, you, you say that as a joke, but that is definitely something that, that, that people do to cope. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you know, the way that you talk about your step your, your stepfather and, um, your, your kids, uh, I've, I'm lucky enough to, you know, to be able to witness the interactions between you and your kids and, you know, and, you know, you tell stories about them and you, you know, even you talk to me about their daily life and stuff like that. Not everything, obviously, but, you know, yeah. certain like, stuff, just, you know, random in passing stuff that you talk about with friends. Um, the one thing that I think I would say to you looking on the outside, like being on the outside of that is obviously I don't have kids. I'm not going to tell you how to raise your kids and I can't give you any, any parental advice, but you know, as a, as a man to another man, I can say to you that if you're doing absolutely everything that you possibly can to provide for your kids, and if you are in a position where you can teach your kids something, whether it's something as small as, drawing a turtle or putting Legos together, you know, something li- like some, whatever it is, you know what I mean? I think, I think you're doing abs- the, the best possible job that you can do giving, given whatever your situation may be. And, it, and, everybody and that's appreciated. but being in the situation, you, oh, yeah. always, you always think that you can do more. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like, that, that it's like, it's like when you're sitting in water, right? It, like in the ocean or a pool and you have that water like right up to your bottom lip where you can breathe just enough. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, keep breathing. You'll be fine. But the more you're swimming, the more tired you're going to get. So if you think about it, like with that, if you think about the analogy of that is if you, you keeping your head above water, right? But everything below the water, all the extra stress, the baggage, you being tired, all that is slowly pulling you down over time because you you can't just sit there and doggy paddle with your head above water forever and think you're going to survive, right? You're eventually going to sink and you're not going to be able to grasp for air. So all those things, if you think about it, that are holding you down, all the chains, we, we as men, as you know, parents, single parents, men, women, we all, we got to find ways to to break some of those tra- chains out. So we're not just barely above water. Now we're rising above water. We're able to make, you know, make it to the side of, of the pool and, and not sit there and kill ourselves trying to stay above water. You know what I mean? Well, and you know, just the other day and um, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I have no problem saying, you know, it, it, it brought me to tears. I saw this picture online of a father 
a man, obviously, um, a, a father uh, with a child on his shoulders, waiting, walking through water, and there were sharks mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it affects me even now, just thinking about it. That's and and it basically said, you know, we we carry them so they don't have to deal with what's below the surface, right? And and that's you know, and and that's that's powerful. I mean, my kids are my 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 kids are my biggest pride. My my kids are my biggest stressor. Right, they are. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, if, oh yeah, absolutely. If if I like I said, if I'm half the man that my stepfather was, if I'm half the man my father is, is right. I mean, my father is still around. I don't get to see him nearly as much as I'd like to. But um, if I end up being half the man that either one of them are, I will have succeeded in life. I firmly believe that. Um, and you know, I can't count how many times I've looked at my dad and I've been like, Dad, I'm sorry. And mm-hmm. just you know why, and I'm like because of everything I put you through. Because as a father, to you know, my my kids are very young. My kids are six and two and a half, and and um, I'm looking at him. I'm like, I don't know how you did it. I don't. But and, you know, and, your dad's response to that when you say when he says why, your dad's response to that is such a testament to a person of who he is because. If his his if his reaction is why like why are you sorry like you think about how high of regard that he holds you where and how proud he is just if his reaction is why like what are you sorry for you never like you haven't done anything wrong you know so even though yeah. you think you did something wrong or you feel like you may have failed in some aspect he looks at you and he doesn't see that shit to him to him it's life you know what I mean it's like he's probably sitting there going you know shit Brady's upset about x y and z but he was like to him it's probably like x y and z is means is like peanuts compared to some of the stuff that maybe he went through and and not meaning that like it's you know your your situation doesn't matter and what i mean is that when he looks at you it's like dude you've been able to handle all of this other stuff and and he maybe that was something that he was never able to do as a father at the same time like maybe you're doing things in a way that he was never able to do. And that's why his reaction is just why, like, why are you sorry? You know? Yeah. And, and, you know, and that, that ties back into, you know, the, the topic at hand is, you know, it's the, these internal struggles. I mean, you, you really put it a minute ago uh, in probably one of the best ways possible is, you know, all these chains. Well, I'm, the most of these chains and I do and I do mean most I mean over 50% of these chains that we that we attach that we have attached to us we've attached to ourselves mm-hmm. I mean we, we have these expectations I I live in I live in a crummy place I do I don't you know I'm not happy about where I live but I have a roof and and you know and, and I make the best of of my situation but you know I'm I I wish I I've, there there are days that that the world has weighed so heavily upon me that day that I wish I could be in a house by now. I wish that I could provide better for my family. And it's, you feel like a failure and that's because, and that's because of the stress and because of the expectations that you've put upon yourself. Nobody else is there. Nobody in my family or my friends or anything like, or anything like that has ever told me, well, I mean, why aren't you in a house yet? Nobody's ever treated me like that. These are all and also, and also to be fair, to be fair, they can kindly go kiss a cactus because it's not their fucking. <laughs> yeah. 
Like it's not it, who gives a shit what you think. Like I'm in a home. I don't get. I don't need a house to be you know to but, be validated. You know. So no, give me the fuck what you think. And, and and nobody has really nobody has ever approached me like that. But but right. the only the only person that has ever put that on me is me. Right. My, my my fiance doesn't doesn't look at me in shame because of the way because of where we live. She's happy to be with me. My kids don't look at me and say, "Oh my God, why do we live in this place?" They're happy to be with their family to be together. No, they're probably but more worried. Me- Fact: Why you have a bearded dragon in the living room? <laughs> well, you know, here, here, there be dragons. Um, but exactly. <laughs> well, no, they, they actually the the dragon. I showed you a picture of him. He, he, yeah, all about piece of shit though. He's, he's all kinds of judgy. Yeah. Uh, but but no, I mean, and and that's a big thing is is you know these expectations that we put upon ourselves. I mean, I I make good money. I wish I made more. I mean, that's a constant. Don't we all? But, but a lot of things. But a lot of things about this is, you know, not just the expectations monetarily, not just mm-hmm. the expectations of, of house or anything like that. You know, let's not. Let's not. Uh, I mean, I, I, I want you to know this before you have kids, and you do because you mentioned it earlier. Do not forget about your significant other. Mm-hmm. Do. Uh, your kids will take up 95% of your, your time and energy. They really will, especially when they're babies. I mean, I mean babies are babies. They mm-hmm. can't do anything to them, for themselves. Even at six and, and two and a half, neither, neither one of my kids, it's not like I could drop them off and be like, all right, have a good one. It's, right. I mean, they, they depend on you. Don't forget your significant other depends on you too. Right. I mean, they depend. They depend on you on a whole different level. I'm not saying it's a it's a higher level or lower level. It's just a whole different different plane. I every day, every day, and I've made this promise to myself, and I've made this promise to to my fiance. Every day, I tell her how beautiful she is, and I have and I have failed. I have I have missed days because of whatever reason, and it's not an excuse because of stress or because of money. Or because of this, that, and the other, and I don't think about it. You know, I try to buy her flowers as often as possible. She loves flowers, so I get her flowers as much as I possibly can. I tell her, I try to tell her every day how beautiful she is and how much I love her. And you know, that's that's all well and good, but you also have to show it. And that's mm-hmm. a, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother stress that that I put upon myself because you know that's that's something that I have made promise to myself now this this falls into the category as i mentioned earlier of you know these these internal stressors that we put upon ourselves that aren't necessarily a negative this is a positive thing this makes you this gives you drive it's motivation you know i want to make sure that even though we may not have the time or the money right now to for me to be able to take her out to dinner as often as I'd like, or or you know or or you know we have we have two small children, it, they're here all the time. I mean, there are certain uh, this is this this is an adult podcast. There are certain intimate actions that we would like to have more often, and it just doesn't hey, work because we have practice making some babies. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, it's not. It's, <laughs> You know, never, never going to happen for us again. But you know, that's a good thing because we have two. I'm forty. I'm, I'm done. Um, hey, yeah, use it. You're going to lose it. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, 
and that's and that's just a fact, and and that's not something to be ashamed of. That's not something to be ashamed to talk about. Right. Um. There are you know there are things we would like to do, and I'm not even talking about sexually, but you know there are things we'd like to do that we just don't have time to. So I make a conscious effort to to make sure that she knows that I'm thinking about her. We text throughout the day. Mm-hmm. We say good morning to each other when she wakes up because I go to, I get up at three o'clock and I'm, I'm out the door by three yeah. twenty every yeah, day. Yeah. You and me both. And so, I mean, I, you know, I get up and I go and it's early and I, I mean, I feel terrible because I know she wakes up every time I get up, but you know, she, she goes back to sleep and she has that capability and I'm glad she does because I'm pretty sure she'd hate me by now. She's <laughs> in the morning. But, um, but the fact of the matter is, is, you know, she texts me good morning and that makes me feel good. Right. And so these, I, I, I kind of like to, to, to ask you what, what is the, what on the same vein of the last question that I asked you, what is the biggest stressor that you put upon yourself that you wouldn't change for the world? That you, that is that that gives you motivation and drive to keep going, to keep waking up at three o'clock every morning, to keep doing and keep doing what you that, what you know you need to do in order to succeed. Oh, I tell you what, that that for me, that's a lot easier to answer than the one before, and that's that's simple. That's the the woman that's sitting behind the door on the couch watching TV right now. That's the that's my wife. That's the that's the motivation because it. I think when you I think when you succeed at things like when you you're like you said it's not easy waking up at three o'clock in the morning. Let's face it, nobody wants to do it, right? But but there are things that you just have to do. And kind of going back to like your photo where you have the the, the parent carrying the child on the shoulder, sharks underneath, right? We 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 do certain things and we take that burden on so they don't have to do it. And sometimes when we take the burden on it, in some ways, sometimes it makes you feel better. And I, I, I listen, this is going to sound a little crazy. I hate waking up early in the morning, but damn, man, I love knowing that I wake up in the morning every day to go to work every day and come home every day to my wife, knowing that I work hard and that knowing that me working hard helps provide for her helps provide for the family helps take care of things and that's that's motivation for me and yeah it's not it's not easy because the hours suck the the job's not easy it's hard but hard you know nobody got rich off off of easy work you know what i mean like hard work is not is not something to be to be frowned upon like that it's you should be proud of working hard you should be proud of that so like i said to answer your question it's 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 my wife like that's the motivation you know because you know, we're, we're, we're trying to have kids. We're trying to start a family. And that, that's something that I kind of want to touch on a little bit, you know, in a couple minutes too. But um, that's like, yeah, it's simple as that. It's my wife, man. It's just making sure that, you know, we're taken care of. And that's the main thing is that, that we're taken care of, that she's taken care of, that if something were to ever happen to me, God forbid, you know, going to work where, you know, maybe I'm not here anymore that she's taken care of. Yes. Yes. And that, you know, and that, and that's, and that's 
like I said, those, those are the positive things. Those are the positive <laughs> stresses. Everybody talks about stresses. It is all negative, which depending on how you handle it, every piece of stress that you put upon yourself could be negative. Absolutely. But you can, but you can turn it into a positive, you know? Exactly. Like, which, which kind of brings me into, into something that, that I, I found, and I'm not going to go too deep into it, but, you know, I've mentioned this before, that I wake up every day. And I kind of, and my attitude is, you know what? I woke up today. Today's going to be a good day. And let me tell you something. That is not an easy thing to change. I was, you know, I've, I've touched on this a little bit. I was a drug addict. I was heavy into some heavy drugs when I was younger. Um, I was homeless. I, but, and, and, you know, I put myself into these positions. I had, I had, let's just say a less than desirable group of, uh, group of friends when I was younger. Um, And I blamed them. Or I blamed, I mean, I'm, I am a little ashamed to say this. I blamed my parents. The whole world was, was stacked against me. So let me tell you, something, and, and that seeps into your brain and you become such a pessimist. And that's, the, that's basically what, that's basically what I'm getting to is, is an optimistic to compared to a pessimistic uh, cognitive reframing. You know, it's not easy and it takes a lot. And I'm talking about a lot of mental work. I mean, when you're in that pessimistic mindset and stuff like that, you don't, everything is everybody else's fault. And this is one of the reasons that I really, that I really wanted to touch on this this week is, you know, these internal stressors, that's also at least something that you're looking internally because these, you know, a lot of these, everything that happened were choices that I had made. But also everything that happened were, were, were enhanced by outside influences. I stopped right. caring about myself. I stopped looking inward and, and, and making sure that I'm taken care of. It was, it was well, I want to be accepted or I want – or it's, it's their fault because, you know, I'm in this situation. No. Right. It was but was, was it really but, their fault or was exactly. it your fault? You just want to pass it off onto somebody else. Exactly. So, and that's, that I feel like was the biggest, was, was the biggest or hardest aspect of my life to get away from. And let me tell you something, my life has gotten a lot better mm-hmm. since the, since what they call, you know, cognitive reframing. Um, you see solutions, benefits, and, and new perspectives rather than, you know, hindrances and what's holding me back. And, you know, and you stop concentrating on things you fail at because we all fail. You're going to fail. Those of you that are, that are listening to this, you will fail repeatedly throughout your life. It's how you handle it that is that, that matters. Um, and you can either hold on to the fact that you failed and become this. And I know a few of them, and you know, and I and I have no problem saying that there are a few of them that I truly believe are my friends. Mm-hmm. You really look, get it, get into this pessimistic mindset. And you look at everything in life in life negative, and that is no way to live. I'm no. telling you, my life my life has gotten a hundredfold better since I made the made that flip that switch in my head to start looking at life as a positive. Everything, everything, right. even my failures. Right. Are and to touch, so to touch on that too, um, I think, and this is going to come off as, as strange, but I I say this to my guys with baseball, and you know me, I'm in coaching baseball my fucking mm-hmm. life and um i say this to my guys all the time is that it, you you have to understand that everybody is going to fail at some point in their life right we've talked about this i've brought it up a handful of times you know you don't just wake up and be great like you have to fail to reach the next level so 
when I when I say this, let me let me explain after I say it because it's going to come off a little weird. Okay, be okay with quitting more often. And by what I mean is, be okay with quitting certain aspects that that are in your life. Be okay with quitting on being so hard on yourself. You don't have to be so hard on yourself. Quit that shit. Don't be, don't be tied to certain expectations if they're just going to stress you the fuck out and ruin your life. Quit that shit. Quit bad friends. Quit negative people in your life. Quit doing shit to yourself that you know is going to hurt you in the long run. If you want to yeah. – if you want to get into better shape, then guess what? We got to, we, we got to quit eating the junk food, quit doing it, quit doing shit. That's going to pollute your mind. Quit doing shit that pollutes your body. Quit doing shit that pollutes your wife. you your let your wife. Well, well that too, I guess you well, can quit that. But, <laughs> but quit, quit doing shit that pollutes your life. Quit doing shit that brings on negative aspects and adds chain to your fucking life. We have to quit certain things so we can exceed at certain things. Yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, and you basically said it, quit putting those chains on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, you need to, and I, and this sounds a little preachy, but you need to quit blaming everybody too. The only person that you can control in your life is you. Yep. The only person that you can control the outcome. And, and when I, and I use that term loosely because you, it's very little control you have of your life. This is mm-hmm. something that actually Dan and I, you, and as we've said before, we, we will say things that we disagree with, mm-hmm. uh, with each other. I don't, you know, I don't subscribe to, to my life is already planned out. I have control to a certain extent. Right. I don't have a, a lot, but I do, I can't control the outcome and I can't right. control where I go. Now, that with that, that is the only aspect in your life you can control, your mm-hmm. mindset your abilities, your desires to make yourself better. Those are the only things you can control. That's it. Mm-hmm. You can't control, mm-hmm. you can't control, you know, who the person you're going to end up being with. Right. You can't control them. You, you can control, control, you can control picking the wrong person. Sure. Oh yeah. And, and that's, a, that's another topic for another episode. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> Oh yeah, we'll we'll hit that. We'll touch on that in a future episode. But let me. The whole thing is. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. But the whole thing is, is I mean, control what you can. Yeah. But know, but but know that you you have very little control, even in those things that you feel like you can't control. And here here's a simple way of breaking this down. Right. It's if you know. That not putting toilet paper on the toilet paper roll is going to piss off your significant other. Just put the fucking toilet paper roll on the toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, it's, and, and it I is little that, shit. I say that, that little shit. I say it jokingly, though, because that, that's a running joke in our house. Is, is, it's not, and it's become a Well, I think, I think we as men are genetically uh, uh, disposed to, predisposed to not doing that. Like, oh, no, it's not me. Oh no, it, it ain't me. That's the funny part about it. <laughs> That's the funny part. About it. <laughs> so let me. Totally, I want to totally ask, uh, ask you a question, okay? Because you uh, you've been peppering me with questions, so it's my turn to pepper you with something. When uh, you when you were growing up, did you did you try to model your life and your expectations to reflect somebody else? 
Well, like, that is uh, that is that somebody like one particular yeah. person. Did you hold them above everybody else, would, and that was your expectation? I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I uh, it was over that one person. Um, it was over a couple of people, mm-hmm. um, and it was and it had to do with another person. Um, so this is I mean it's not I mean for the record my mom listens to this podcast so mom please please uh, Hi, mom. don't get mad at me when I say this. Um, and she, and, and, and I say that jokingly, honestly, cause her and I have had some really good conversations as, as an adult. Yes, I am trying to avoid answering this question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you, hey, you put me on spot. I'm putting you on. So growing up when I was little, um, my sisters, uh, got straight A's mm-hmm. pretty much from day one. Um, and I, I heard, more times than than I I really wish I had, or more times than than was really necessary. You know, why can't you be more like your sisters? Mm. And, um, and that I'll be honest with you, it, it, there that was somewhat I don't want to say damaging, but it it was somewhat you know it was always in the back of my head, especially as I grew older and saw my the my practically perfect sisters and you know they I, I wanted to be them but I did but also yeah you have to understand I didn't realize how much work they had put into it and this is not I, I'm not trying to take anything away from my sisters they made it seem effortless but mm-hmm. they put the work in they did just like my and you know yes this is me kind of you know kind of kind of trying to put a sheen on on that last statement but my mom worked her ass off too Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, and I I did hear whether jokingly or not, but I did hear that you know, um, that that girls girls are better than boys in in my life. I I mean it wasn't a repeated statement in my house or anything like that, but I did hear that uh, obviously more than once because um, you know I I I remember it and um. So that I would have to say that my sisters were probably what, who I tried, and I did try. I just didn't get the grades, and I right. didn't have the drive. I didn't have the drive when they when I was younger that they did. Um, and and I and to be honest with you, that's a lot of where it started for me as far as blaming other people for my, for my failures and for my, for, for where I fell short uh, was, you know, well, I can't be more like my sister. So why even try? And I started to get that mentality, but yeah, I would have to say my sisters would probably be who I tried. And the funny thing is, is, and my mom will say, will, will, will say this to me was, you know, um, because my, my brother and I, we, we were, uh, we were a handful I would say, I mean, I was, my mom keeps telling me I, I was a pretty good kid and, and so is Jeremy, honestly, but you know, they butted heads. Um, Jeremy's my brother. He, he's a, he's a grown ass man. So I have no problem saying that. Um, uh, Jeremy is, is my brother. He, he's, he's, I would definitely say that, you know, we may not talk very often, but he's, he's somebody that I look up to even now. Um, and my mom has even said this, that, you know, we, my brother and I, we, my brother takes extremely good care of her. I mean, 
It's good. He's one of the he's the last sibling that we have in my hometown in Alaska, and with, that lives in the same town as my mom. So he he does it. I I would say it's by default, but I don't think it, it's not. I mean that's the just the kind of relationship they have. Uh, my brother takes extremely good care of her, and and you know I always you know for a while there my mom and I kind of kind of had a rough patch, which you know maybe a topic for another conversation and that's going to be a rough one for the record mm-hmm. uh, but um, now like we talk weekly at least once a week um, my mom right now is over is, is on vacation over in Scotland hey mom um, hope you're having a blast I, I don't I don't hear from her very often but that's because she's international um, and but back to you back to your I started rambling Back to your question, my sisters is who I wanted to be, and to be honest with you, um, as an adult, I, I would rather be more like my brother. It's, yeah. it's and and that being said, it, that's something that I wanted to kind of transition into is is you know, with that question, is there anything that you anybody you looked up to and you kind of tried to model yourself after that changes, and there's nothing wrong oh, with it. Absolutely. Changes. You know, you don't have to, as, as I've grown older, yes, I would love to be more like my father, but I've also told him and I have, and you know, he understands what I mean by this. So please don't, whoever's listening, understand that this is not necessarily a negative thing. I've told my flat father flat out, I don't want to end up like him. Right. Not because he's a bad person. Well, no, it's because we, we set different expectations for ourselves. It's that's because all. Because I have different expectations. Exactly. Yeah, that's all. It's- what about you? I mean, you you've you've mentioned um, before that you know you were adopted, um, and and I'm gonna ask. Uh, you know, I have been curious. Uh, have you ever tried to find your birth family? Nope. Um, okay. I didn't mean. I, mean, I didn't mean, no, I didn't mean it to come off like that. <laughs> I'm some sorry. People, no. Some people I don't. don't. I was just curious. No, I, I was, that, that was that was I was being a smart ass. Um, no, I I haven't. Uh, I've dabbled with the idea. Um, I go back and forth. It's not really something that that like make or break. It's just what I think. It's more curiosity than anything. Um, sure. and I have more intentions of. Tra- I, I would be more like who who my biological mother is uh, from the story that I've heard. Which I don't know if it's true or not, but it's a. It's a true story that I've heard about what my biological father is. I really fucking care less. Um, you, you know, the story basically kind of comes down to uh, had had somebody else uh, got my biological mom, my biological mom knocked up, uh, couldn't, you know, didn't want anything to do with it. Basically, skipped town. Adiosia, could care less what that guy does with his life. It means absolutely nothing to me. If he walked to me, up to me tomorrow and said, "Hey, I'm your father," I'd say, "Okay, cool, goodbye." Like, I don't really give a fuck. Like, you, there, it's not like there's no weight at all for that. Like, I don't really give a fuck. And, um, my, the biological mom on the other side, I think, I think it was she, it was really she just couldn't afford to, to have a child or something like that, which I, you know, it, it happens, you know, and adoption is a great, you know, it's, it's a great resource. It's not easy, but it's a great resource, right? And then, you know, I was adopted at three months. Um, and I remember home, I, I, I'm going to tell you the story real quick. So I remember my mom tells me the story all the time that they got a phone call that, you know, like, Oh, Hey, like, you know, I was available. Do you want to, and I say that because that's basically what they were like. They were like, Hey, 
this child is available, do you basically, do you want to come? It's like now or basically never. So they're like, yeah, sure. So they come down there. They didn't even have a name picked out for me yet. Right. So they go down and they get me out of the, they pick me up. And I think my mom said they pick me up and they're, they're going to like lunch or something. And they walk in to this place, this restaurant, you know, whatever the heck it was. And somebody asks, Oh, or there was like, Oh, what a cute baby. What's his name. And my mom goes, I don't know. And she looks at her like my mom just abducted a child. And she was like, I said, I don't know, because we didn't pick a name out yet. <laughs> and I was like, great. So I'm just walking around with a mark above my head. I'm an unknown child. That's awesome. Thank God there was no Amber Alerts back then. Somebody would think. You know, I was about to say, nowadays, that would, that, that would yeah, <laughs> your mom would have gotten arrested within yeah. five minutes. I uh, but no, that, that being said, I mean, I'm sorry I, I went off on that little bit of tangent. I, I've been kind of curious about that. I, I, actually I, just, I don't care. I, oh, I don't, I don't care at all. I openly talk about it. Like one of my, one of my better friends growing up had no idea that I was adopted until I was like 15. Like I just nonchalantly threw it out there one day and he's like, wait what i'm like yeah i'm like no this is not a joke and he's like no 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 so he went to go ask my mom and she's like yeah he was adopted and he's like i don't even think i know who you are anymore and i was like i mean <laughs> I, I thought i told you but um i kind of wanted i kind of wanted to because I, I know i know you're going to ask me the same question so and the, the question is going to i'm assuming the question is going to be if i held anybody in high regards yes um I was kind of hoping I was kind of hoping you'd be like, oh yeah, we ran out of time. We got to move on. Blah blah blah. But um, (laughs) we're running short, so I I figured I'd I'd jump in and ask you. So and I. my my ass i should have i should have thought about it before i asked you because i knew that shit was gonna boomerang back um I, th- I don't think i don't think it's any secret that uh growing up it was definitely my brother um mm-hmm. now and i said earlier before you know my brother never understood why i wanted to be like him and it took me a long time to understand that because he was battling through his own demons and i think trying to be like him meant i would go through the same stuff that he went through and um um growing up watching my brother you know he was a phenomenal baseball player like i mean like everybody thinks that you know their buddy or their brother or sister is a great athlete i mean this dude was a fantastic like an athlete like could do anything that he wanted to and succeed and baseball was one of them um growing up the kind of person that he was he was the kind of guy that would he was the kind of guy that would give you a shirt off his back and help you. And you could be a complete total stranger. If, if you were in a room full of people and he was having a conversation with you, he would make it seem like you were the only person in the room. And that, that was just kind of like kind of the guy he was. Um, There were some expectations that I put on myself, like you did with your sisters where he, he had a name through high school for baseball and I wanted to live up to those expectations. And I think that I had expectations put on me on the outside because of our name. I never lived up to them much better ball player than I ever was. Um, as an adult though, watching him and who he was, he was, he was the kind of guy that if he didn't know something, he would do it on his own to figure it out and he would figure it out and excel at that and it could be anything it could have been he taught himself how to read blueprints um you know he bullshitted through an interview to get a job and taught himself how to read blueprints on like housing like on housing projects and excelled at it um he 
worked at a golf shop, didn't know jack shit about golf, but learned the ins and outs of it and would sell the shit out of golf equipment. Like that was just the kind of guy that he was. Um, but there, I, I always looked up to him because the man that he was, was some, was somebody that I always wanted to be. Um, he was, he may not have shown love, like, you know, like a normal, like a normal, I would say normal person, but it just like show love outgoingly and like openly, but you know, everybody shows love differently. Um, he, but he was the kind of guy that if I needed something, he would be there. Um, if, if anybody needed anything, he would be there. Uh, when the, <clears throat> the person that uh, he was dating at the time, um, before he passed away, we were, we're still very close with her. Um, she's, she's a great, she's a great person. She's a great human being. She's a great woman. Um, there was a moment where you were going to my mother's birthday uh, dinner and he and her had gotten into an argument because like true men fashion, he was stubborn as shit about getting one, getting help from his knee that he injured and two, just getting help from himself. And she, I'm not going to say her name, but she basically had a moment of if you're not going to help yourself, then nobody can help you. And basically you need to get the fuck out. And when you're ready to talk to me as an adult, we can talk type of conversation. Right. So what ended up happening was after dinner, um, my parents asked me to drive him home um, because obviously his ride had left him and when I, I, they asked me to drive him home, um, obviously, you know, I said, yeah. And what's funny about that is where my wife and I used to live, uh, prior to moving to the house. Now my brother's townhouse was actually about three doors down from where I was, um, from where I was living and, um, driving him home. It was the first and, um, last time that he and I had really ever had a heart to heart conversation. Um, cause we just weren't really close like that. Uh, like just on a, like on a, on an emotional level, we weren't really close like that. Um, and that, that car ride, I flat out asked him and I still remember cause I said, I said, what in the, what, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he said, what do you mean? I said, you understand that you, have somebody who's willing to do absolutely anything for you and you're going to piss it away stubborn to swallow your own fucking pride and he kind of just sat there and was quiet and i full expected him to reach across the seat and knock me the fuck out but um he he sat there quietly and he said i know and i was kind of shocked by that and we started diving into some things that that we both were going, that we both went through as a child growing up in that, in our home um, regarding my father. And we, we bonded that night. And that moment, uh, that moment is something that always hold to me like dearly. And I, like I said, that was, that was one of the, one of that was the first and the very last heart to heart conversation we ever had. And there's times where I will, we, we hang out with, um, with, uh, with the girl that he was, 
with he was, he was dating at the time, his girlfriend at the time. Um, there's times where we go and hang out with her, and she always brings up that night and that conversation, and always tells me that whatever whatever I said to him, because I said a lot of things, and some of them weren't very nice. Um, it was more so just uh, you know letting him know that like, hey, like we know that you're hurting, but it's time to start looking elsewhere and not blaming everybody else. Like you need to start like taking care of yourself and you need to basically, you need, you need to understand that some of this shit it's you are doing and you need to do, we need to start doing something about it type of conversation. I told him I was basically, I, I had enough of what was going on. And I told him that, Hey, I know about all the things that you did. I know about the attempts. I know about this. I know about that. And I told him, I was like, you know, uh, basically, I, and I remember this in there and I quote, and I'm quoting this directly. I said, fuck you for holding that shit against me or uh, holding that shit from me. And he kind of looked at me and I said, I'm your fucking brother. Like you should be able to talk to me about that shit. So at the end of that night, you know, like I said, we, we hang out with his, who his girlfriend was at the time. And she tells me that whatever, whatever I said to him, um, resonated with him in some way because he immediately went to start searching for some help with his knee. He wanted to get himself checked in and, you know, get taken care of mentally, physically. Um, and it's nice that I, I think about, I think about that shit now and it's kind of like, <laughs> It's kind of like, you know, if, if maybe if you did that shit sooner, things would have been different. And it's not fair to you, dude. When we talk about when we talk about those expectations and those stressors, that that's one of them. Um, that's probably a main one. And that's and so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that dude, that dude was to me that, that that was everything that I wanted to be like I, I just wanted to be him I wanted you know he was smart he was good with his hands he knew how to fix shit he was you know the mis- Mr. Fixer he was you know that that that's who I wanted to be and still want to be and I know that there's times where a lot of times where I'm not at that level and I'll probably never be and that's the struggle where I need to look inward and be like look like you're not going to be him and that's okay. Like you're just, you, you are who you are. Like there's no need to take punishment for that. But you know, until that happens, we're going to, you know, keep having that conversation and maybe one day that conversation will go differently. But as of right now, it's just not going to, and I'm okay with that. So. Well, that being said, you know, that's uh, I mean, I'm, I, I got nothing. Um, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I that's think, a wrap. Uh, Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. No, I'm just. I'm well, joking. honestly, I, I think that would probably be a good place to leave. Yeah. It. yeah. Uh, I appreciate you sharing that. That's. Uh, I'll tell you flat out, Dan. Um, and I realize I can say this till I'm blue in the face, but um, that's not fair to you, bro. It's not. Mm-hmm. You're a good man. Um, you, you're you you you're the type of man that I think anybody could look up to. Um, person with that. And I know you two are trying to start a family, and um, I, I would like to say that, you know, I think you will be an amazing father. So Appreciate that. Thank you. So, um, it's, so it, it's okay not to let go of the things from your past that drive you, but it's also, right. but I will tell you flat out, it's not, it's not okay to keep, continue blaming yourself. It's okay to no. use it as a, as a compass point. But it's not right. okay 
to use it as a as a chain. The the past um, drives you to the future. Exactly. So right. and and like we always, but hey, like you said to wrap it up, man, and you you kind of put you you kind of stuttered off there. Remember that you know we talk about these things and it's heavy on our heart, and that we open openly tell you that we're not okay. We're clearly clearly really still we're clearly we're clearly pretty still pretty fucked up and um (laughs) but we like i said like we always say it's it's okay to not be okay that's it's a mindset that's a that's a thing that you should tell yourself every day that it's okay that i'm not okay today that it's okay that i had um a a real bad episode last night it's okay that you know uh, i may have had some thoughts and I'm over that right now. Like that's okay. Like you're again. Like we said, you're not disqualified from life. You're not disqualified from love. You're not disqualified from elevating your life as a person. You're not disqualified from changing anything about yourself that you want to change. So it's okay to not be okay. It absolutely is, and and that is that is our mantra. That is the whole point of this podcast. And we appreciate everybody that's joined us that has uh, remained patient with us to, as, as we have ironed out some of the yep. kinks. I feel great about where this podcast is heading. Um, and please, please continue with the comments, continue with letting us know, you know, um, positive, uh, any negative comments, please keep them constructive. Um, if you don't, uh, that would really suck considering the yep. topic of this podcast, but. And or kindly uh, go kiss a cactus. Yes, exactly. Um, or sit on one. I mean, whichever one you're into. Yeah, but sit on one. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but as Dan said, it's okay to not be okay, and it's and and it's okay to have these conversations. And um, and and remember, if you don't, and I feel like everybody should have somebody. If you don't have somebody um, in your life that you can talk to these talk, talk about these things with, please. You're more than welcome to reach out to me. Yes. You're more than welcome to reach out to Dan. I know that. Um, and don't forget, there are there are programs out there that, yep. that you know are not that are anonymous. That are you know, and yes, you've heard us share some of these stories. For the most part, I guarantee you, most of these people they either know or you know, and we've gotten permission from. We will never share your story unless mm-hmm. you give us express permission. We will Absolutely. never share our interactions unless you give us express permission. So please feel free to reach out, reach out to somebody, please talk about this. Don't let it weigh, it weigh heavily on you. Um, no matter how broad your shoulders are, the weight of the world can get heavy. Exactly. Um, and, you know, Hey, with that, uh, I just want to also just touch on it. Just appreciate everybody that's reached out. Like Brady said, we appreciate everybody who's sharing. Uh, we appreciate everybody that listens everybody that you know asks questions everybody that reaches out tells our stories um and with that i just say i hope everybody has a safe and good weekend i hope uh everybody has a good father's day or celebrates a good father's day or whatever it is that you may do tomorrow or or monday uh with golfing you're going golfing i'm going to my parents house to have a barbecue we're having some t-bone steak and i'm excited for that so nice Yep. So with well, that, we, with that, we are, we are Dan and Brady. This is uh, Men in Your Life, unapologetically human. And remember, it's okay to not be okay. <laughs> <laughs>